Hi folks, this is Bud Hughes, and it's time to raise the door on another edition of Bud's Garage. Hang on, you're now part of the fastest hour in radio, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and more. Locally owned family businesses with over 120 years of combined experience. CarQuest nationally branded auto parts and warranties, and Oakwood Tire's wide selection of the best tire brands available. Local professionals to help you find the parts or tires you need, help you get them installed, and back on the road with a smile. Find out more at completeautoparts.net or oakwoodtire.com. On today's show, big news from Atlanta Motorsports Park. Revisiting the Kia Soul crash on YouTube, refurbishing your car hauler, and automotive technician scholarships. All that and a whole bunch more informative automotive buffoonery right now on North Georgia's News Talk, WDUN. Welcome in, folks. This is Bud to the stars and and the rest of us. <laughs> how you doing, man? I'm good. How are you, bud? I'm doing great. Bill, you, do, you doing okay? Bill's yeah, doing well, okay. Bill, thanks. If we had a video, we could see Bill doing a thumbs up. But. You got you got your piano fixed. I am happy for you. Tell us, about, so tell us a little bit about your piano story, just so I can tell my dumb joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an 80-year-old piano. Mm-hmm. I learned on it. My daughter learned on it. I gave her lessons on it. Upright. It's an upright. Okay. It's an uh-huh. Everett upright from uh-huh. the 40s. And I had it, uh, had the tuner in to come in uh, this past Monday. And this little guy, he's like straight out of central casting, you know, eccentric piano tuner, loves nothing but pianos. He's been building them for 30 years. His name wow. is Jake. And Jake took one That's look. a mechanic, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Well, he took the lid off of it. He says, Bill, I'm going to tell you something right up front. He says, man, this is a beautiful, beautiful piece of equipment. It's been well-maintained. You, you need to let me refurbish it for you. So and did he take it home with him? He took the guts out of it because that's what I said to him. I said, how are you going to do this? It's going to take me three weeks. i got to take it to my shop. I said, how are you going to get it out of here? This is a little wiry guy. So yeah. Oh, you know, twisted this, twisted that. He took the harp part took of the, the piano. Took the harp part of yeah, it out okay. and just carried it out under his arm and said, I'll, I'll see you in three weeks. It's going to be about $920. But you know what? He said, this is, it's going to sing like it never sang before. Wow. And you're never going to have to do it again in your lifetime anyway because it's 35 are, to 40 years. So you do not are you it. ready for it? So you turned your upright piano into a grand piano? Basically, all you know what Rocky and Bullwinkle would have turned that one down. Yes. All right, going on right now is the last day of the three-day Northeast Georgia swap meet. I know the weather's been a little funky, but uh, it doesn't matter. It's rain or shine. They got some of it undercover. Mm-hmm. Uh, take an umbrella and have some fun. AMP has got public karting all week, starting at one o'clock, and this uh, this coming Monday they've got a kart racing school from eight thirty until four. And a junior karting experience, which is where you can take your young child to get a little taste of karting. Oh, uh, yeah. That starts at 4 o'clock. And uh, the driving club club is uh, at Road Atlanta, and they're on track today. Um, so okay. we're going to have the folks that uh, started the driving club come in and tell us all about that mm-hmm. in the near, near future. Big fun. Big fun. All right. Well, we're not talking about pianos. Last week, Bill showed us a video of a Kia Soul that crashed uh, on a highway in California, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, wheel and tire came off a truck. Right. And then there was all these, you know, I went online. We, we watched the video, courtesy of Bill, last week. And, I, you know, I saw the thing get run over and it went up in the air and it flipped and it did its thing. Yeah. But then I went back and looked at it some more. And the first thing I noticed about the truck is the first thing we've had discussion with uh, Mike Robertson from Oakwood Tire and More so many times. You got to put the right tires and wheel offset on a vehicle. Right. Now, the guy driving this truck, I don't know whether he bought this truck, whether it was his truck, whether it came this way, or whether he just made a bad decision and put 
you know, wheels have way too much positive offset. Mm-hmm. I think I got that right. They're sticking out past the fenders. Right, right. This is a dually pickup. Is it a dually? Yeah. I thought it was a single wheel. No, I think it was a dually. Okay. Well, regardless, the wheels are sticking out way, way too much. Right. And that puts a, an uneven load on the bearings. The, the wheel is no longer centered over the bearing. Now, I'm, I'm assuming that this particular truck, I can't see whether it's two-wheel or four-wheel drive. It's jacked up, all that. Uh, and I'm sure all of the, the different things will come out as they, uh, you know, investigate the accident mm-hmm. and stuff. The driver managed to get the truck off the road without flipping the truck, which I was really amazed that about. That was a miracle itself. Then he got out of his truck and went to aid the, uh, the person that was driving the Kia Soul. Um, but as I saw the wheel come back and hit the back of the Kia after the, the crash and all that, mm. still had the rotor attached to it. Oh, my. So that indicates to me that it wasn't lug nuts. It was the bearing that came apart. Mm-hmm. So that indicates to me that it was a, a, a bolt-on bearing. A lot of your trucks now, you don't use the old Timken, you know, inner and outer bearing in the seal and right. you pack it with right. grease and all. It's a, it's a, a complete unit that you buy. Uh-huh. There still is an inner and outer bearing of, of sorts, but it's pressed into a cast housing. And it's fastened to the vehicle with four four bolts. Okay. And I think what happened is, you know, it stressed the bearing. The bearing came apart. The the only thing that sticks in the back of my mind is how did the rotor clear the caliper? Oh, you know. You know, so, and, and I, the the you can't see, you know, the the car that's got the camera on it, the GoPro camera or something, or mm-hmm. the on dash camera was on a Tesla, I believe. Yeah. And it went by the truck because the truck went off the road, so you can't see whether the caliper flew off. I didn't see it in the wreck or anything. Mm-hmm. And and like I say, it's a very interesting scenario of things. Yeah. But what I wanted to get at here is. They actually test vehicles for this, how much the roof can support. That is amazing to me. So, for sure. uh, this particular vehicle earned a top safety pick rating from the Insurance Institute of Highway Safety for good in all categories, and it was able to withstand... It's a 2,800-pound vehicle. It was able to withstand a force of 17,800 pounds, which is 6.2 times its weight. Wow. On the roof. So that's when it flipped over in the air and then came down on its roof. That was the amount of the force. How do they determine that? That's you got you gotta know I don't know. I don't wanna I don't wanna buckle in for that test, but I'm just saying that uh, the you know uh, it's the meanwhile, the twenty twenty three Honda HRV can resist twenty four thousand pounds. Wow. of force by flipping it over and putting it on its so roof. Do you see how important that is? And, and, you know, just recently there's been a thing about older F-350 trucks that could not withstand that force, and when they flipped over on their roofs, they collapsed and people died. There's some lawsuits about that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, with the older... Well, obviously different architecture, and you've got a much heavier vehicle. Yes, absolutely. So, no doubt. I, don't, I do not want to... You know, we always end the show with keep it shiny side up, because yeah. I do not want to have the vet upside down. No, it's not, not at all. It's not going to take that kind of force mm-hmm. on the roof, but it brings into the importance of... You know, the windshield being an integral part of the body. Oh, yeah. And being, you know, if you're getting a windshield repaired, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you need to really check it out because it's got to have the proper glues and everything because it's part of the crash. Oh, uh, exactly. Part structure. of the structure. Yeah, right. absolutely. So um, it's, it's a very important thing. No, uh, no serious injuries were purpo- reported in the accident. Either the, uh, there was another one of these that happened with a Toyota RAV4 in Gary, Indiana back in 2021. But uh, we're going to keep up with this because I want to find out exactly what happened. But part of that was just the poor choice of wheels and uh, 
you know. Well, I've always said, but you know, the manufacturers spend millions of dollars engineering yeah, yeah, yeah. every part of these vehicles, and yeah. then some guy with his credit card or his mom's credit card goes out and and buys some aftermarket part and slaps it on there. It's got nothing to do with the safety of the vehicle. Mm, yeah. Well, according to Carfax, catalytic converter thefts are up over twelve thousand percent. 1,200%, I'm sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's still a lot. Well, yeah, but from 2019 to 2022, and there's a list of vehicles that are most prone to the theft of these, and it includes the Ford F-Series, the Honda Accord, the Toyota, the Prius, a Honda CRV, Ford Explorer, Ford Econoline, Chevrolet Equinox, Chevrolet Silverado, Toyota Tacoma, and the Cruze. Most of these vehicles set up a little bit higher. Not all of them, but most of them are SUVs because it's easier to get Slide under, under it yeah. with your Sawzall and whack the thing off. In less than a minute, except for one thief in Georgia that was recently killed when the vehicle he was working on fell and crushed him. And another one in California was run over by the driver was in the vehicle sleeping and hurt some Heard something underneath and took, took off. off. Yeah. So that's a bad day for them. But <laughs> that's anyway. no kidding. Uh, what, what surprises me is Chevrolet Cruze. The catalytic converter must be somewhere real close to the back because mm-hmm. that's, not a, that's not a very tall vehicle. No, it's not. But, you know, as we've noticed before, as we've noted before, and they're using the, you know, the valuable metals and stuff. And oh, yeah. got to be a way these junkyards can crack down on this when you go to recycle uh, come it. on. Junkyards are like pawn shops. It's ah. the... Pick, yeah. picking, picking on the, the scrap metal uh, place as well. Right, right. You need a new catalytic converter for your Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Complete Auto Parts in Oakwood, Tire, and more. Locally owned, nationally backed, and happy to serve you. You know, there's some folks that make things happen, and folks that watch things happen, and people that wondered what the heck just happened. And our, our next guest here uh, makes things happen. That would be Jeremy Porter, CEO and owner of Atlanta Motorsports Park. And they are in the national news right now because they're becoming, they've already become the first racetrack to install fast chargers for high-performance EVs. Jeremy, welcome into Bud's Garage. Hey, Bud. Thanks for having me. Enjoy the show. Hey, tell me, uh, tell me I'm, I'm going to go through the list here. Why, where, how? And <laughs> when? Why, why, uh, why EV chargers? You know, I really embrace the tech. I think it's fascinating. I think the performance is, is unbelievable. And Absolutely. The responsiveness of the car, it's, it's likened to going from analog to digital or DOS to Windows. Right, right. Uh, it's just fascinating to me. And I know that it's coming. So we always want to be on the bleeding edge rather than cutting edge of tech and you know i like shiny objects <laughs> where, where have you put the chargers at the track so we had originally 12 uh tesla chargers at the track and we paired down to two level two tesla chargers and then we installed five uh level two uh blink chargers and then now we have 10 level 3 DC superchargers that are 480 kW. 
So they are over there to the right of the entrance, um, right there by uh, the end of the first garage, Garage A at okay. the racetrack. Now, are these are these here for the? Th- these are member only chargers, I'm guessing, right? No, not nope. at all. The public can use them, and our goal is, you know, all the people that used to go to the mountain in their ice or internal combustion engine car. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they've now purchased an EV and they're unable to because they don't have a good midway charging point. So we can be that charging point where they stop on the way to the mountains, go rip around the mountain back roads, and then come back and charge back up with us because you way can get cool. near a full charge. And while they're there, they can hang out at the track. That's right. They Gen- can watch cars go around, go-karts, whatever happens. Genius, genius, for sure. What's it, uh, what's it cost to, to wheel in there with your Tesla or whatever you're driving and, and charge it? Well, that's a good question. It really follows the rates of uh, what the power company charges, but we don't ding people or overcharge. It's similar to every other supercharger out there. I don't have an exact figure, but I can definitely get you one. Well, sure. I know it's dependent upon the uh, the power company, but the power company out here is, you know, most of them are co-ops and uh, they can they, you know, they compare very favorably with, uh, you know, anything you do in the city for sure. Yeah, that's correct. It's Amicalola EFC. Todd Payne runs the show over there and it's a great organization. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, we're going to send people your way, no doubt. However, what what is the chance of these uh i know people have electric vehicles and and some of them you know some of the hypercars are electric and they're going out on track uh uh members that have them how about electric radicals and go-karts you see that uh you see that in the future of what's going around the track at amp you know electrical go-karts absolutely electrical radicals i don't know if they are looking at the uh battery tech you know we were uh, fortunate to be the number one radical sales uh, group in the world last year um, and so I think I talked to the CEO about that and I cannot remember what he said I think he kind of laughed at me so <laughs> yeah, they, um, they're not laughing now <laughs> yeah well I think the tech is is here it's coming and and I think hydrogen is going to be a component of what we're going to be looking at in the future as well so you may see a blend of that or ice or whatever have you sell. Now, that was my next question. What what powers these chargers right now? Um, so they had to bring in the largest transformer they make uh, to set the uh, transformer next to them, and it goes straight to the power pole. Okay. When we have our monthly EV races, the CEO of the power company said, please give us a call to give us a heads up when that happens. Right. Because if all 10 of these chargers are rocking and rolling, plus the other level twos, the, the seven level twos, that's going to be a drain on our grid that could cause some problems. You're going to be dimming so, the lights in Dawsonville, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a little brown out. You brought up, uh, you know, you bring up hydrogen. I'm wondering if at some point in time they, you may not have some hydrogen generators up there to, uh, you know, to supplement what these uh, chargers are doing. Yeah, I wouldn't be against that, you know, as long as it's not the uh, the uh, Heidenberg. It's good for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know yeah. that's a bad analogy, and everybody thinks of that. Uh, but yeah. Really, the tech is there, and Toyota's had the tech for a while. Sure. Uh, they now, you know, produce a car that is about 25% less power than a ICE motor. Uh, the biggest challenge is it's 
the compression and the parts need to be substantially stronger. Yeah, absolutely. I believe Toyota just stood up on his high horse, or not, that sounds bad, on his uh, podium and said, listen, we, we believe that hydrogen's the future and we're not going to invest into EVs. So. Yeah, we'll see how it all works out. It's going to be it's going to be an interesting ride for all of us. Anyway, in the meantime, we're going to get we're going to send people up there, uh, not only to charge your car, but see all the great things you're doing up at Atlanta Motorsports Park. Jeremy Porter, thanks for your time, and uh, we'll have you on the podcast real soon. Sounds good, brother. Thanks again. All right. Well, you just breezed in, Tim, just after the interview. Sorry about that. Yeah, that was, right. well, uh, I, I needed that second cup of coffee. That's a, that's all right. That's Thank all right. You. We never know how these that. things are going are gonna to work out for us. We were on a time crunch, let's mm-hmm. put it that way. I get it. You know, one of the things that we ab- abuse as car guys is our car trailers. Oh, yes, we do. You know, our do. flatbed trailers. Mm-hmm. So I, I read an interesting article online about uh, this stuff called Poor 15. Are you familiar with it? I, not only am I familiar with it, that's what I painted the chassis of my wife's farm truck with while i had it off why i had the body off all right this is going to be a breeze then i was going to i was going to tell folks what you go through poor 15 is available at carquest auto parts which will be complete auto parts that's awesome uh it's not very expensive you can use it in what we would call primitive conditions Mm -hmm. you don't have to have a spray booth or any of that right 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 well i brushed it yeah and and that's what most people do And, and basically you just i pressure wash the frame you know, and then, wire brush and, and, and then stuff. wire brush yeah. got all the crud off of it. And here's the funny thing: this stuff does not come off your skin for several <laughs> weeks. I want to <laughs> warn everybody because I bought a pair of overalls, a, a complete suit, you know, with a hoodie, the white, the and white suit, the and, white all suit yeah. and all yeah. that, and gloves, you know, so that I could do a complete job. And what happened was, um, I opened the can before I put the suit on, and then I said, well, let me just stick the brush in here and just see what it's going to look like. Uh And then I wound up doing the whole thing without putting the suit on, and by the time I had it on my face, on my ears, because I was laying underneath the frame, getting the bottom of it and all that, so uh, it took several weeks for the uh, poor 15 to get off my skin, and I I looked like, uh, you know. Speckled a Dalmatian. Yeah. Oh. Kind of like that, streaks and whatnot. <laughs> but it's an affordable way. Oh, yeah. To, you know, protect something, not have to go and get it media blasted and, you know, mm-hmm. try dealing with a trailer. I mean, a, a metal trailer is not easy to flip up on its side or oh, no. do any of that kind of stuff. So uh, it's it's a great way to maintain your trailer. And while you're at it and you got the wheels and brakes and stuff off, you know, do all that stuff. Put new lights on it. Yeah, right. And your 20-year-old trailer can look Brand spanking new again. Brand spanking, and trailers are getting very expensive. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't want to. Uh, you don't want to abuse them. Fix the welds. Fix the ramps. Mm-hmm. Take the old chains off. Put new chains on. It's a right. weekend weekend gig, and it you know would work out great for you. Yeah. And right. then you know what you do. You take those tires that were on there because you know they're cruddy uh-huh. and rotted, right? Because you've abused the tires too. You mm-hmm. go down to Oakwood Tire. And you get some proper trailer tires put on there. All right. And you know before you do that, you shine up the. Uh, you shine up the wheels, make them silver again, mm-hmm. or if they're alloy wheels or whatever, and, uh, you know, you two birds with one stone. Right. Complete Auto Parts will take care of painting the trailer and, and getting it all right with poor 15. Not very expensive either. No, it's not. It's not. And, you know, Oakwood Tire and more will set you up with the proper tires, and while you're at it, put some new lug nuts on. Oh, yeah. Closed-end lug nuts. Mm-hmm. You know, that don't 
rushed up on you. Exactly. All right, I think we covered it all. Yeah, I think we did. All right, we'll be right back here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's new stop, WDUN. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and More. Where the pros and the folks who know go for parts, tires, and service. Hey, speaking of pros, we have got the pro at Atlanta Motor Speedway on the phone with us. That would be Brandon Hutchinson, General Manager, Chief Cook and Bottle Washer, uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway. Brandon, welcome back into Bud's Garage. Hey, Brandon. Bud, Tim. Always fun to talk to you guys. How are y'all doing? We're doing great. Good. And you got a you got a couple cool events coming up at the at the Speedway uh, next weekend and the weekend after uh, Monster Supercross Championship. Uh, tell us tell us a little bit about what Monster AMA Supercross is about and some of the prep that you guys have to do to get these uh, two events going. You know, Bud, I tell you, before we get to that, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't thank all of your listeners for making the Ambetter Health 400 race weekend such a success. We've got some momentum going on at Atlanta Motor Speedway oh, yeah. right now, guys, that is palpable, and it's exciting to be a part of. And the weekend after the NASCAR race weekend, we had the Import Alliance car show where we had about 4,000 show cars out here. and. And, yeah, as a matter of fact, we are removing sod right now. The dirt will be coming in for the Monster Energy AMA Supercross Championship race. And then, as you know, quickly behind that is Monster Jam. But Supercross is, is to me, one that's near and dear to my heart. I grew up riding dirt bikes and, and on Supercross tracks, so it's just a cool, cool event for me. We have got the longest and fastest course on the AMA Supercross schedule this season. It's our fourth year doing it. No repeat winners in the four-race history of, of Supercross at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And I say it's our fourth year doing it, but we've had four races already. Remember, the first year in 2021, we actually did three races back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. So lots of racing going on. It's exciting. It's great for the families. And I tell you, it provides an environment that is big, big air, 100,000 square yards of Georgia red clay uh, gets dug up from the track property here, taken to the front stretch. They create a bad, fast, long track, and I'm excited about it. Can't wait for it. And then, and then at the end, <laughs> I'm excited about the event, but let's back up a little bit about the dirt. They, take, they bring the dirt in, then, then what do they do with the dirt after all of this is done? They fill the hole. There is a site, uh, and I'm not being smart. I'm not being smart. It's a great question. As a matter of fact, a lot of people ask that question. To haul anything up and down the road is very, very expensive. So what we do is we take a portion of really, really good, sturdy red clay that we found on property. Ah. We dig it out of a hole. And we, we, I don't dig it out of a hole. They dig it out of a hole. <laughs> and they bring it, they bring it in dump trucks to the front stretch. They dump it. Um, and then after the event, they scoop it back up, put it back in the dump trucks, and take it back and fill the hole. The same dirt has been used for the first two years of AMA Supercross. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I would, I would go crazy with uh, getting dirt on, on my newly paved track. How, how do you deal with all that? 
you know, it does create a little bit of anxiety, but I'll tell you, you know, you and Tim know we work real hard to make sure we've got the best, coolest, fastest, most exciting, prettiest racetrack on the surface. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then we just mess it all up. And so uh, they spend a lot of time uh, making sure that they can mitigate as much dirt stain as possible. And then they come in here and they'll pressure wash for about two weeks when they're done. So that dirt actually stays on the track for about a month between AMA Supercross and Monster Jam. But but I tell you, both very family-friendly events. Supercross tickets start at 20 bucks. So you can see wow. the best riders in the world for 20 bucks. They've got a fan fest that allows fans to go trackside and see the riders and their teams up close. So they open the gates a little bit earlier for those guests. It's an outdoor stadium, lots of fun. It's just one of those events that if you haven't seen Supercross, go see it. If you've seen Supercross in the Georgia Dome, in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't seen it at Atlanta Speedway. It's really cool. All right. Well, that's uh, that's on the 15th. Now, you got Monster Jam on Saturday, April 22nd and 23rd. Tell us a little bit. Is, is Grave Digger still out there? Is that monster stuff <laughs> Gra- still out there? Grave, dig- Grave Digger, Maximum Destruction, okay. El Toro Loco, Sharkanoid, Monster Mutt. <laughs> They'll be at both events. It's crazy how people follow these trucks. They do probably a better job than anybody in entertainment giving their vehicles personalities and life. And so, again, we don't change the track too much between Supercross and Monster Jam. So it's the largest outdoor track in series history. History, guys. Some of the biggest air jumps witnessed um, to date. Bigger air will be witnessed at Monster Jam this year. Twelve trucks competing in racing skills competition and freestyle. There's not a better, other than maybe the free NASCAR race weekend tickets for Saturday at Atlanta Motor Speedway, the $10 tickets on Sunday for NASCAR, there's a better value for for the family. I mean, tickets start at 30 bucks for Monster Jam. I promise you the kids are going to have the time of their life. And again, it's the biggest, baddest track in Monster Jam history, so you're not going to want to miss it. Fantastic. Now you are firing up the Thunder Ring at the uh, end of May. Man, it, it's amazing how many drivers have started out at, at Atlanta Motor Speedway on the Thunder Ring and are now you know, champions in NASCAR. I'll tell you, the last five NASCAR series races at Atlanta Motor Speedway have been won by graduates of our Thunder Ring, our Thursday Thunder Legends and Bandolero program. How cool is that? It started last March with Corey Heim and Austin Hill uh, and William Byron getting the win. They all raced here on our quarter mile. And then you've got... uh, uh, Austin Hill and Chase Elliott winning in July. You've got Austin Hill winning again, and you've got uh, Joey Logano winning here this past race weekend. So it's fun to see the graduates of that series. But speaking of graduates, before we get to Thursday Thunder, bud, we got to get the dirt out of here. we got to put the sod back down. We've got to get the sod to take. As everybody knows, when you put new sod in your front yard, you don't throw a party on it the next day. We've got 12 Henry County High School graduations, not 30 days after we lay the sod down. That leads us into, and it's one of the most rewarding weeks of, of our year here as we get to see graduates 
for the class of 2023 walk across the stage and get their diploma. Another one of the events that that we've gained coming out of COVID that has just made our event portfolio second to none. But Thursday Thunder is competitive. It's a quarter-mile track. You will see the best future stars of racing at Thursday Thunder. And I'll tell you, if you can race and win at Atlanta Motor Speedway on our flat quarter-mile Thunder Ring Oval, you can race and win anywhere. All right. Now, how about uh, July, fourth weekend? We're looking forward to that. Tell us about it real quick. I tell you, Quick State 400 available at Walmart is going to be July 8th and 9th. We've got the Xfinity Series on Saturday. We've got the Cup Series on Sunday. Kids free on Saturday. Kids 10 bucks on Sunday. But we're going to start on Tuesday, July 4th. We're going to have a massive free fireworks show for the entire community. And we're going to do something every single day, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, to make sure that, as you guys know, we're putting 10 pounds in a 5-pound sack at Atlanta Motor Speedway to make sure our fans are entertained. Absolutely. Now, the Sunday race is going to be go into the evening. Is that correct? Absolutely. We listen to our fans. They don't call it Hot Lanta for yeah, nothing. Yeah, I understand so that. We've moved, the race. we've moved the race so that it is now a, a night race. It's going to start at the green flag will drop about 7.30, 7.20, something like that. So we're taking it into the cooler portions of the, the evening. And I can tell you, looking at our ticket sales, if you want to come to the Quick State 400 available at Walmart, you better call us now or go online to pick your tickets because they're going quick. Yeah, we are going to be there for sure. Brandon Hutchinson, thanks for what you do for the community. Thanks for digging holes and filling them back in. And uh, thanks for putting on this great show that we're going to see in July. Uh, Great to have you back on Bud's Garage. Bud, Tim, bless you guys for the time you give me. I really appreciate it. Hope your listeners have a, uh, a great racing season and come to Atlanta Motor Speedway soon. We'll do it. Thanks, Brandon. We'll be right back here, Bud's Garage, on North Georgia's News Talk. WDUN. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and more. Hometown people working together to bring you the best parts, tires, service, and repairs. Wow. You have been doing that going down oh, the highway. Oh, yeah. Going, I'm driving everybody crazy. Yeah. Well, the dog's running in yeah, the other with, room now. With, with me, it's real easy to, you know, yeah. it's a short drive. Let's yes, put it, it that is. way. Um, I, I, I've got to approach this carefully uh, because I... I I congratulate Ford for doing what they're doing, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, they're creating a scholarship program for future automotive techs. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Mm-hmm. And we could, we could surplant this with Ford, Chevrolet, GM, Mercedes, Honda, whoever you want to put. Right. $5,000 to her scholarship. Mm-hmm. I must have... $15,000 worth of tools easily in one of my toolboxes, and I have three of them. Yeah. $5,000 back in 1960 would have been about appropriate to train a tech back then. Right. Which is how much now? Mm. Oh, geez. Take a wild guess. I don't know. I didn't do the math. Oh, I'm, Lord. I'm thinking more like twenty-five grand. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and let, me, let me say why. And I, I'm not knocking Ford. This is a start. 
Yeah. Something that should have been started 10 years ago. Because exactly. what's happening right now is we've got these EVs and, and hybrids and stuff like that. Everybody's playing catch up. Oh, you're, you're not kidding. I, you know, I, 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 I'm just thinking back to the 60s, what you had to know to fix a car in the 60s, what you had to know to fix a car in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Then it, it all went crazy in the 80s. Yeah. You know, the emission stuff drove us nuts in the 70s. Mm-hmm. It was all Band-Aids. You're, you're trying to fix stuff. Then when they came out with fuel injection, it kind of cured the problems that we were trying to overcome with internal combustion engines back right. in the 70s. We were trying to pump more air into the exhaust, mm-hmm. which dilutes the exhaust. The solution to pollution is dilution, my dad <laughs> used to always say. So you're trying to pump air into the exhaust, and, you know, so it doesn't... When it goes out the pipe, it's cleaner. Yeah. And then we got in the cats, you know, catalytic converters, and that affected the engine, the way the engines run. All I'm saying is it was a lot to keep up with back mm-hmm. in the 70s when I was in the dealership. So I'm thinking, I wish somebody would kind of grab it by the horns, and, and maybe the technical college system is, is doing, they're doing a good job with what they can. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can tell you from teaching an automotive course at a high school level, now it's not the quite the same as far as budget and stuff uh you gotta have you gotta have the most modern tools the most up-to-date cars and people that are interested in turning this into a career right in order to do a proper job you can't do it with five thousand dollars that that five thousand dollars is going to help the student if you put it in their pocket right but as far as the programs themselves they've got to be funded Right. So I think the best way to pair up these programs is to pair them up with a technical school. Mm-hmm. So the school's got the brick and mortar and the, the, the you know, facility. And then be it Ford, Chevy, Mercedes, Honda, whatever. They bring in the up-to-the-minute cars, the right. up-to-the-minute dealer tools, and the up-to-the-minute technology to train these cars. I, I think it's going to be a long time coming. Well, I don't. I don't see it ever happening anymore. Being able to, one guy being able to fix all cars. You're oh, going to have yeah. to go to a specific technician or a technical facility where they handle European cars, Japanese cars, Chinese mm-hmm. cars, or you know the, the brands Ford, Chevrolet, or whatever. Um, they're going to have to keep their technology similar because you can't fill all the spots. Well, it's difficult to train people when the technology is still itself evolving. The battery technology, the, the computers that we, We've had guys from the dealership say that, you know, they're, they're doing this stuff 10 years out. You've got to have the technicians 20 years out. Right. You know, so we're, we're really behind the eight ball here. I congratulate them again for doing it, but uh, you really need to think about, you know, the facilities they're at, the tools, right, and what it costs to get into this for a career. Mm. And it's a six-figure career right now if you oh, play yeah. your cards right. Absolutely. So, that's my take on scholarship programs. Well, good. I I'll appreciate rest. that. Okay, you got you got uh, some store deals of the week from uh, uh, complete auto parts, uh, maybe some oil deals or or some cleanup deals. This is a good time of the year to clean up your car, don't you think? Oh, yeah, they've got a $25 clean and shine bucket bundle that includes a bucket sponge and three select Meguiar's products that you can mix or match. You always, come up, yeah, you always come up with that for a Christmas gift selection. Oh, yeah, I always. I uh, load up my friends all the time with a bucket full of goodies to keep their cars clean. Well, you can get that at all three locations of Complete Auto Parts, and they are now... In Gainesville, they've been in Gainesville for a long time, Mm -hmm. and Cornelia, and now they're in Clarksville. 
Wow. And how much is that bucket thing again? 25 bucks. It's a oh, really? deal. It's a, such a bargain. And you can mix and match. Mm, you can use Meguiar's or three, Turtle Wax or whatever. No, it's three Meguiar's products. Okay. That's... Oh, okay. I thought, you could, I thought you could mix and match. I saw some other things in that ad. Maybe I'm... Maybe I dreamt that. You did. I do that often. Well, it's just a picture of a bunch of different cleaning products that... Uh, just go that, there and get, yeah, get just, ask them what's the good stuff, and they'll get you the good stuff, and you'll be ready to go. There you go. What's happening to Tim's auto upholstery, well, you know, by the way? springtime, yeah, bud, so yeah. that's usually ushers in convertible season. We've got... So many convertibles there right now. What do hey, people do the rest of the year with their convertibles? They keep them up. <laughs> they keep the top up. Oh, oh, oh. So you're saying now they want to put them up and down. And, and Yeah, and now they're starting to show the wear and the windows coming loose and the cracks and all that stuff. And the so. motors and the switches mm-hmm. and all the doodads. Right, right, right. What's, what's, a, what's a convertible top cost on a newer vehicle? No, uh, you know, they're all over the board. It depends on the vehicle, but it's generally 2500 and up. And up. Wow. Yeah, a German car like an Audi A4 would probably be around five thousand. Um, it, it just varies with the with the vehicle and and, and all the parts. They're, you know, we talk about parts all the time with complete auto parts, but yeah. a lot of the parts for these mm-hmm. have to be coated to the car. Well, oh, exactly. So they, you, you, you wind up a, with the dealership, and you know, then right. you're, you're paying for the Mercedes part mm-hmm. or being. But you know, it's what's it funny be. thing about that is sometimes the Mercedes part is the least expensive part that you can buy it's crazy how that works we call every time now like with a seat repair we'll match up the material and here's what it would cost if we do it ourselves take it apart piece by Mm -hmm. piece and sew Mm -hmm. it together but we also get the vin number and call the dealer because a lot of times it's like well we can buy the replacement cover for half of that and then install it for the customer customer comes out way better so it's always good to check you're taking care of the customer yes Customer service, that's what it's all about at Tim's Auto Upholstery in Duluth, where we will keep you in in stitches. stitches. Have you been riding your motorcycle lately? No. No? I'm done. You're done? I haven't sold it because I can't bear to sell it, but I can't bear to ride it because a friend of mine got knocked off of his, hit and run while he was sitting at a red light. Oh, man. You know, I'm starting to calculate my risk a little bit differently, and that's not how I want to go. I've been riding since 1975 when I bought my first Harley Davidson, and Mm -hmm. I've had a good long run, and uh, I think I'm done with that. I've got off-road toys now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you got the place to ride them. Yes, I do. Well, that's a good thing. AM radios are being phased out by a lot of car companies. I know. That's crazy, isn't it? I did not. Well, in, in look, I understand that. It's like cassette players or 8-track players or that. But it, there's more to it than that. Because mm-hmm. the radio organizations are really upset about this. Because a lot of the frequencies that are used for emergency are AM frequencies. Right. right. And, uh, you know, so you need those frequencies. And sometimes the only way people can get that information is off their car radio. Right. So if there's a national disaster of some sort, you might need to sit in your car to get some very important information. And you get up into the hollers of West Virginia, Oh yeah. even with satellite radio, you might only be able to pick up an AM hillbilly station to listen to some of your favorite hillbilly music. But that's where the, that's where the, the uh, like I say, the disaster uh, broadcasting stuff is done on the AM band. Mm-hmm. So that's that's going to affect a lot of things, uh, you know, as as time goes on here. And it's still ironically, it's still being put in commercial vehicles, AM radios. Yeah. The AM band. Well, I think that's a contractual 
thing. It is. That they have to. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, what is is the more important thing that they're trying to do away with antennas? Is that what's driving this? No, no, no. Most of the antennas are in the windshield. How much could it cost to add AM radio into, uh, you know, into a sound system? Well, just, it it can't. I don't know. I, I don't get it. But just one more thing. Well, I'm going to start buying Keep your old AM battery-powered radio for emergencies. That's all we're saying. If you're looking for a replacement uh, radio, an AM-looking radio for your car, and it's a classic muscle car, where are you going? Oh, you can go to uh, our friends, the muscle car experts, at year one in Cornelia, Georgia, and they'll have whatever kind of retro radio. The radio will look like an old one, but it'll have Bluetooth and everything else in it. It's Uh really cool. It's a cool deal. Very cool. Check that out at yearone.com. Well, Tim, I've done it again. Run us out of time. Run us out of time. Remember to keep between the ditches, shiny side up. Uh, We will see you next week. Uh, Everybody have a blessed and happy Easter. Yes. We'll see you next week right here at Bud's Garage, AM 550 and FM 102.9. WDUN. Battle Game Week.